Hi, I'm Kinsani Wanda and this is Becoming. On this episode, I'll be chatting to Lengiwe Matenja. She is the plant director of L'Oreal SA. And I remember when I met her last year, I really wanted to sit down and have a conversation with her. So I'm excited and also honored to have this chat about just not her career but her life as well her personal life as well so i was inspired by um international women's day um and i wanted to bring in women this month that would also inspire you as a listener so i introduce you to Matengiwe matenja i hope it's fine to call you Matengiwe. Okay, so I'll call you Sengiwe. Uh, welcome to Becoming. Um, so the first question that I want to ask you is, what does Becoming mean to you? Well, um, specifically for, for me, because Becoming will mean different things for different people. Mm. But really, it, it, it speaks to um, about who I am and what is it that I'm here for. And what is it that I would like to leave behind as, as my legacy? So it's been a long journey, of course, uh, in terms of my life, whether personal or career-wise. So becoming for me is the evolution that I believe I have gone through. And I appreciate now, okay, being older and looking back, whether it's the career challenges or it's the um, uh, personal challenges, but it's really the sum up of my journey, which now as I grow older, I become more and more appreciative of. of. Mm-hmm. I love that you say it's a journey um, because I always say that we go through different phases in life and in each phase you're becoming something and it might be something new uh, or you're learning something, you know. So I love that about your definition. Um, so like I mentioned, you are the plant director of L'Oreal SA. And the first thing that I wanted to know is how did you get there? So what did you study? Um, what was your career journey for you to get to where you are today? Uh, well, it's, it's a journey that spans over 25 years um, of, um, you know, working in various companies and holding various uh, positions. So I've been with um, L'Oreal for 10 years now. Mm-hmm. So the, the journey within the organization has taken me 10 years. And um, in these 10 years, I occupied various uh, positions, of course, starting um, as a laboratory manager in in charge of the laboratories inside the plant Mm -hmm. and moving to head um, the the quality division and then spent um, a bit of time in in France in in performance Mm -hmm. and then came back to to head the production um, uh, um, division before becoming a plant manager. So it's really been, um, I would say, a very interesting journey, you know, Mm -hmm. but... um, in terms of where I started, of course, 
uh, well, I studied chemistry, analytical chemistry. That mm-hmm. is my um, <laughs> my background, and yeah. I also studied quality management, business management. You know, really, um, mm-hmm. I, I always love to, to to study and to learn new things. Mm-hmm. So uh, my journey has really been not a very linear one, if I can put it like that, because. Yeah. Prior to joining L'Oreal, I spent, um, as I've said before, spent time in various organizations. But the biggest time that I spent as well, is, I think it's worth mentioning, about 11 years, I spent at uh, DUT, part of its um, uh, lecturing in chemistry, in the chemistry de- department. So mm-hmm. it's been a, a, a journey that has been fascinating, I would say, for, yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. And you speak about uh, going to France and um, working at the at the lab there. Um, I just want to understand your your experience from um, a South African young woman from KZN to, you know, working for such a big brand and then finding yourself in France. How was that experience for you? Uh, well, I think my, my experience, um, you know, working abroad very briefly was was quite an interesting one. But I, I would also like to highlight that um, it it was also not a, an obvious one, if I can put it like that, because mm. it, it involved a, a bit of a challenge, you know, because I had to leave my family behind. I yeah. mean, it was in 2019, not so far mm. ago, and... Um, you know, and, and it's not easy to leave a seven-year-old. My son, the youngest, was seven years old. Yeah. And um, really, it sort of turned my entire life upside down. Yeah. But because of this strong belief that, you know, in life, um, you, you need to be able to understand, you know, the, the phases that you have to go through. And mm. at times, the should I put it as the... The, the risk that you have to take because yeah. really if you don't take risk in life you you, you hardly you know uh, gain anything so for yeah. me my life right from the beginning as you said coming uh, from KZN as a young girl in the northern um, uh, KZN uh, mm. honestly with absolutely nothing around me that was uh, I would say motivating or you know giving me the hope for the future you know 50 years ago mm-hmm. I, 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 I learned very early at the very young age as 10 years old to mm. dream dream big so what really drove me along the way was that i would say um belief and my father really played a key role in this instilling in me the belief that whatever it is that i want to be i can be mm. but it involves work you know yeah, it involves yeah. hard work so, so yeah. i always knew that and i i believe this is what has been behind everything so um or, or every uh, uh, part of my journey yeah but the experience in france was was amazing and and i believe that um uh, when i say amazing not that the, it had no challenges it really had its own challenges learning yeah. a new language understanding a new culture but because uh, i was not necessarily in, in the lab as you said mm. i was uh, i was really interested in our headquarters in, in, in paris i spent some time there mm. and then i moved to one of our luxury uh, plants mm. in the north of france where you hardly meet a black person if i can put it like wow. that yeah <laughs> English, you know, yeah. so, it was a bit of a challenge, but because I love challenges, you know, I challenge myself to really um, uh, find ways of coping because I love traveling. I use that as a, as a motivation, you know, yeah. to say, well, I mean, you let me rather use the best of it. And uh, on top of that, let me learn, you know, so that when I come back home, I have something to give. Yeah. Did you learn French before or, or when you were there? 
Uh, well, uh, well, before, of course, but not for a very long time. And while I was there, I continued to learn because the, the organization, of course, sponsors that. So, yes, I did. Uh, but am I fluent? Absolutely not. <laughs> but can, but, as long but as you can, can I understand? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. As long as you can say a few words and you can understand a bit, I think it's more than enough. I'll come to you for lessons when I decide to go to Paris. <laughs> yeah so that's a very interesting and you mentioned two people that stand out for me one is your dad that supported you your your career and um and secondly it's it's your husband for supporting you um even when you had to leave the country and go work somewhere else and i think that plays a fundamental role in your life in terms of being able to work hard um, under the pressures as well, but also having a big support system that goes with you and a male support system that is, because most of the time that is a bit difficult for, for women to sort of maneuver around. So um, when and how did you discover your career choice at, at that time? When did you say, okay, I, I want to be in, in the science field, I want to do chemistry? Well, from the very young age, I always um, loved uh, science. Uh, you know, for, for, for me, um, I know it might sound a bit easy, but I, I think from the youngest of age, I, I wouldn't know exactly what drove me, but it was really to focus on, uh, as I told you about dreaming big, you know, it was really I, I, I would focus on what I would want to be. So because of this thing, I, I, I realized when I was studying, of course, even in, in primary school, that I'm more um, interested about science, you know. So mm -hmm. when I, to the level that when I, because I was in, in the rural parts of KZN, mm -hmm. to in those days, of course, I mean, we're talking now over 30 years ago, right? Yeah. So when, when I then had to go to high school and there wasn't a science, you know, in any school around me, mm -hmm. then what I did was, I then applied to a school where, um, which is like 300 kilometers away from uh, from uh, from home, next, yeah. you know, next to Richard Bay. And w why did I do do that? Because when I was in primary school and staying with my dad, I saw this school and I knew that they had science in it, you know. So mm -hmm. and it was a boarding school. So it's it's a school that I, uh, you know, I you know sort of aspired to be, even though I couldn't afford to be there, but yeah. I yeah. wanted to be there. So I applied by myself. You know, I didn't even tell my family. I wow. just applied and. Then, then I got to be invited, you know, for an interview, and then I got in. Uh, you know, to be honest, I, my dad couldn't afford afford it, so. But nevertheless, I'm one person who just believes that you know you have to find a way. So he supported me, of course, uh, with in, in various ways. Uh, I would say, mm -hmm. and and that allowed me to study science. And 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 really, what drove me to do that? It was my love of science, and I was not willing to compromise. I have yeah. to say. Yeah. So at that time, I wanted to be a medical doctor. It was my number one. Mm -hmm. But of course, I ended up uh, at the end, you know, having other options, you know, pharmacy, mm -hmm. uh, chemistry became, because it was clear, it was chemistry. I mean, in science, I mean, there are many uh, fields, of course, under science. And for me, it was mm -hmm. always clear that it was chemistry. I was not so much liking physics that much. So chemistry yeah. was my number yeah. one. So, and then after school, after high school, of course, then I found myself doing analytical chemistry, which I got to know about. And I loved it because I really love analyzing things. Mm -hmm. And I love the diversity of it, of course. And, and then that's where I spent, I would say, the initial part of my life. 
before, of course, um, moving to, to to quality simply because of my passion as well around, I would say, uh, continuous improvement, you know, then I got to know more about that and I was interested in it before moving to business management. So it's been like uh, really very diverse, uh, I would say, again, mm. um, in terms of my, 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 my studies, but I, 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 I was really driven by the love of science. And, and again, I would say it was really by um, looking at what is it that, um, you, you know, drives our day-to-day. -day. Because yeah. if you think about really science is in our day-to-day. -day. And, and for me, it was really the interest of knowing, okay, you know, how, how do we ensure that the, the air that we breathe is clean, the food that we eat is, is, is good quality. You know, cosmetics today, it's cosmetics, of course, that I'm working with, but the, my background allowed me to work in any industry because in any industry, you, you you know, you need people who are able to quantify things, you know. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. Um, and especially because you decided to go and, and apply yourself without even involving your parents at the time. That's how ambitious you were. Um, and this also brings me to, did you ever think you were going to work for a global brand such as L'Oreal? Because, um, you know, I don't know if you did this back then, but now we have this idea of a vision board and you put all the the plans and goals that you have for yourself in life and ideally you'd also like put a brand like l'oreal and say one day i'll work for them did you have that or is this something that just happened well even though in my days there wasn't a vision board today of course yeah. I'm, I'm aware of it but uh, i i always believed in writing things down and okay. and right from the early age i always wrote down my, my my dreams and my goals and when i was younger i really wanted to go overseas you know mm. it, it was just something that i was very obsessed about yeah and um, but when I got the opportunity to to do so, um, I was meant to change my career, you know, mm. to to feel that I uh, was not scientific, you know. So I was like, okay, thank you very much, even though I want to go overseas, <laughs> but no. yeah. And then, um, so it means that even when I was younger, I always looked at things more globally, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So when I um, so when uh, I had to change careers, you know, when the call came, you know, from the agency that I had saying, mm. you know, they are looking for someone to, you know, to run their laboratories. I was like, oh, okay, but I just moved careers. I was fine where I was. Mm. But then it just made me think and ask, you know, what company is it? And they told me, you know, the name. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> doubt about it. And, uh, and the fact, and the, what the brand stands for. I mean, yeah. I've been with the organization for 10 years and I really, really enjoy working for the organization. As I just told you in the beginning, the opportunities mm. that I've had in you know, internally for, for me, it's, it's the care for people, is the opportunities yeah. that are endless mm -hmm. if you are really well, willing to grow. Yeah. So, yeah. Totally. I love that you also say that you knew what you wanted. So uh, sometimes you you get to to look for opportunities and an opportunity comes, but because you're you're so grounded in terms of who you are and what you really want. So, for example... You, you get that opportunity at L'Oreal, but it's not in, you know, the, the field that you, you, you are passionate about. And you jump onto that opportunity. 
um, then you, you, you're not necessarily happy uh, at the end, even though you got this really good opportunity to work overseas because it's not where you want it to be. So I like that. And I think it, it will speak to, to a lot of young people in terms of finding themselves first and understanding what it is that they really want from life. And then from there, whatever opportunities they, they face or they, they come across, they can decline because sometimes you feel like, I don't, I can't decline this, this, it's a, it's a big deal for me when you actually can. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's really all about knowing what you want, you know, knowing yeah. what you want is key in life because, uh, I always use the, the, the analogy that, uh, you know, if you, you are going to a destination, destination A, yeah. you know, if you are clear and you know that your destination is A, mm. if the boat takes you to Z, or that you 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 you'll know you'll know that you are lost because yeah. you know you ought to be going to A. So for me, it's 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 really key and it's critical, especially um, you, you know starting early in life because yeah. the choices that you make will of course allow you to reach where you want to be. You know, even yeah. though it might not be clear at times. You know, because mm -hmm. uh, happens. I mean, it's life, but it, it's important to really know what you want. Yeah, I agree with that. So I just want to touch base on your personal life a bit. Uh, you're a mother of three and you're also married. So when did you get married? When did you start having children with your busy um, career? Uh, wow. Um, in terms of my, my, my kids, of course, uh, well, the, the ages are a bit um, spread out, if yeah. I can put it like that, yeah. ranging from 31, yeah. my eldest son, whom I had when I was very young. And, I, and when I say young, uh, it was just after high school. But okay. luckily, I was really a tertiary and I was not disturbed by it. Yeah. And uh, when I say disturbed by it, meaning that I managed to continue with my studies, even though it was difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then I have an 18-year-old and then a 12-year-old just became 12 last month. So. Yeah. And I've been married um, now, it's 21 years. Wow, it's been a long amazing. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's amazing. And For me, it's, it's the understanding mm. that, as we, as, we, you know, as we spoke in the beginning, to say that you, your whole being does not only involve winning. Yeah. You know, it involves failures as well because we learn more from failure than we do from winning. You know, when you win, you celebrate. You, you're yes. not even looking back and saying, what did I do right? Yes. You get my yes. point? Yes, but when you, you fail, because it's so hard to take it, you stop. Yeah. Okay, if you're a person that wants to learn, you analyze the, the, the situation. Why did I fail? Yes. And then you learn more from that. So for me, really, the, the whole package, and it took me long. I remember even at some point discussing with my son, you know, because now he's older. Yeah. So, you know, I have, a, I have a passion to help young girls on this point, but I always felt that it, it was my biggest failure in life. You know, because mm. I'm 18 and I, I, did, I disappointed myself, I disappointed my parents. It was just, you know, one of those things that uh, even now, now I'm much more older, of course I'm much more, but whenever yeah. I have to speak about my kids' age, yeah, uh, it, it was easier with you because, you know, we were we were not seeing each other. But if I was meeting someone completely new mm. and they ask about my kids' age, the first thing is like, okay, this is going to create a bit of, uh, you know, yes. uh, more discussion. I know, because I yes. know every time then I get more questions. Yeah. But again, because also I don't look like I have a 31-year-old. 
Oh so yes, you don't. <laughs> you don't. Of many things, you know what I mean. Yeah. So because of that, then I always expect more questions. But part of it, it was really shame. Mm. I used to be transparent about that. And one day, I would like you to cover the point of shame yes. because shame is one of those things that many people suffer from, but we we don't have the courage to speak about it. But for me, the courage to speak about those places or, or points in our lives where we failed, mm. it's much more building than yes. those the wins. where we won. Yes. Because the winning is not for everyone, as we know. Yeah. But one thing that is guaranteed is that all of us fail at something. At something, you, we you, do. You, you understand the difference between the two? Because uh, really, if you look about, look at it quite closely, yeah. not everyone who gets the opportunity to, to, to study, to, to do what they want in life, yeah. to be successful, you know, it's not everyone who gets that. Yes. But one thing for sure, all of us fail at something. Yeah. That, that is a given. That is a so given. It's, and it's important to speak about that so that when, when especially for you as young people, when, when you, you get married, you are thinking everything is going to be glorious, yeah. your marriage fails. Yeah. It's, it's important to, to understand that, because I'm just using one example that can be very hard to deal with. Mm. But when that happens, then already you are pre prepared. You know what I mean? Mm. Not that you won't cry. But, yeah, of course. You, you, you will move quicker, you know yeah, what I mean? Forward, yeah. You move forward quicker than you would if you were less prepared. Yeah, you accept better because now you, you are prepared and you know that this happens and it just doesn't happen to me alone. It happens to a lot of people because I find that these days a lot of, of young women and young men um, are depressed over failure. And it's something Absolutely. that happens. It, it really just happens. It's life. We go through different challenges. But I, I think what you're saying is so important that when you know and you start seeing people that are at the top and they tell you about their failures, you understand that my failure does not define me. Because if you were sitting as an 18-year-old and say, okay, because now I'm pregnant, I can't do anything you wouldn't be where you are today. But it's so important Absol for absolutely. you to share that absolutely. story. Yeah. Absolutely. And and, 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 and and this, and it's important for, for us to, to, and I'm sure you can find a lot of other women who are not afraid to speak about failure, but I also feel that at times it's how things are packaged. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. When I say how things are packaged, package because you need to speak in a particular lingo and yes, all of that you yes, know, to be yes. interesting but it's when when you are in a difficult position can can i tell you how i i met you you're gonna laugh at me but yeah. of course i was 17 years old i finished school when i was 17 so when i i felt pregnant and, and that's another thing because where i was uh, no one was anything you would either be a teacher or a nurse and that was the end of it you know yeah what I mean? yeah and, and i didn't want any of those and i just wanted something different and on top of that okay you will marry you get married and you know have yeah. kids. that was it yeah so so and all the girls before me they were all falling, falling pregnant at school so i was so determined not to follow so really? that's why i finished yeah. school because i will fight and i will make sure However, when I finished school, not that it was by what I wanted, you know what I mean? Mm. But at some point, I feel like I was so much focused into getting over metric that I just didn't, you know, look ahead to say, okay, even beyond my girl. Yes. You know, yes. But then on yeah. top of that, so when, when I fell pregnant, I was so much, in, to the point where I wanted to, I literally, I wanted to kill myself. I was oh, killed. yeah. But, but then 
I remember going down the institution looking around uh, women, girls who were pregnant, you know. Mm-hmm. So because, of course, there were other people who were much older and, and, and married. I remember approaching someone on the stairs. I literally ran behind this lady who was so beautiful and she was like nine months wearing yeah. maternity. So I ran after her. I was like, I just want to know if I'm pregnant, will I still be able to finish my studies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, but because she was married, she was like, "Okay, I'm married." But yes, you can. And she, she really had me, and she directed me to to places where I can, you know, find help and all of that. Yeah. To a level where where I then had my kid. I was staying in a commune, right? Yeah. In a in a in a, in a house uh, somewhere in in Devon, because I was not at the rest at that time. Mm-hmm. So so we were like six in a room with different rooms you know the owner was staying upstairs we were staying down, downstairs mm. and i was sharing a, a room we were two in a room in a small of course single bed you know yes, i yes. had my kid there and my parents didn't even know so, so to a level where i would sleep with my son and in the morning i would just be happy that he was alive he's still alive and i didn't like roll over him yeah but i had um some of the roommates when i go to study you know when i go to to attend classes they yeah. would look after him so, so yeah. this is how I managed until the word got to my parents and they said, you know what, we heard, it's okay, you can bring him home, <laughs> you know? Yes. So yes, of course I did. I think it was after four months of mm. staying with him. Mm-hmm. So you were actually scared to tell your parents that you were pregnant and, you know, you were afraid to go back home. Of course, because I mean, really, as I told you, I was the first to go to, you know, I'm number five and I was the first one to go to, to tertiary. And then my, I was I'm also my number five. <laughs> I, I really, I was, I, I was, you know, yeah, you know, Debbie's little girl. So to really disappoint him to that level, yes. you know, I just couldn't bear, you know, the, the thought of it. So and when they asked me when I was still pregnant to say, it looks like you're pregnant, my mother confronted me. I was like, no. I'm just, you know, fat. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that time your mom knows, because I mean, it's beyond just the gay weight gaining. Like they can see, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but that was, of course, this is me when I was younger. But which is completely different now. But to be honest, not completely in some instances. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not so much. I would say um, to our to the modern family, it's much more welcoming. Yeah. But still. Uh, uh, girls are still faced with the similar challenges, you know, in terms of hiding pregnancy, even uh, abortion, because at the end of the day, I, mm. I planned abortion. I even went to the doctor, made all the appointments when I was at the door, I turned. Mm. I was like, okay, now, thank goodness, 31 years later, my son is everything. But, you know, but it doesn't mean that if you if, if you have to do it, it's because, you know, it's it's wrong, perhaps it's the best decision for, for you. For you, you know at the I mean? time, all yes. those things around shame and all of yeah. that. You know, things that we don't want to talk about, but it's part of our lives. You know? Yeah, and, and I mean, it also just stems from the fact that, that we are scared of just also how our parents will now look at us. Because I know I was so scared um, as a teenager that even when I started dating, I was like running away because I was just scared of what my parents would think. Um, my sister, two of my sisters got pregnant, uh, one when she was also 18 and the other one when she was in varsity. So I think she was around 21, 22. So I always remembered my dad's reaction to that. And I've always been so scared. So even at, at the age that I'm at now, I'm 30 now, but I still felt like, 
I was too young because I was just scared that if I'm not married, he's still going to be disappointed, you know. Absolutely, but also it's also shifting. And now that I'm older, mm. in doing things um, for for our um, parents, whoever you, you know, because at the end of the day, it, it, it's how can I put it? it it's more like um, what 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 is driving you to mm. live in a particular way or to make certain choices? And I feel that maybe to move away from resenting your parents at times, it, it's better to make decisions for yourself. Yes. Because uh, for me, the, 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 what, what drove me, as I told you, the first up to matric, it was really about me because I just didn't want to disturb myself. Yeah. I just, you know, I was so fixed on what I wanted to be. So it was more for myself than even for my parents. Yeah. But then, of course, you, you know that you, know, you, you finish high school in, in record time and your parents are happy, you get good results. So and then now you're in tertiary, you are you know, you doing something, you are breaking the mold in your own family. So yes. it's those types of things. So, so yes, of course, you, you take it harder. But, but really, I think my advice would be even now to say, because you, you, it's not about age, it's also about... Um, how can I put it? How you you how you make decisions in your life? Yeah. You know? Yeah. What, what is behind the decisions that you make? Which now the big thing right now is to make is not to make decisions for other people. Yeah. Even if those people include your parents, it's not being selfish because that that I have to really, you know, uh, uh, um, what's the word? Toss with it for a very long time because it's not a, a simple thing. To, mm. to say, how do you make decisions that are not driven by what people want, you know, yeah. but are driven by, by your own desires? Because how then do you uh, draw the line when you are being selfish? You get my point. Yes. So, so, so it is, it's many things, but it's really about being grounded. It's being about being uh, 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 knowing what is right for you, but at the same time, what is right for others, and mm. and, and, and and make the balance between that. Yeah. I, I really draw into to women like you because sometimes it feels like you can't have it all. And I know it's, it seems like it's more, more now, like these days than, than back then, because um, we face a lot of challenges, I think, as, as the younger women now, because you are fighting to, to get, you know, a really good career. But at the same time, um, you know, you want marriage, you want children. And then you're trying to figure out how can I balance um, all of that at the same time. So how did you balance your, your personal life um, in your 20s? The, the honest truth is, uh, in my view, of course, I mean, there's a big debate, you know, around this, whether can you really balance it? And, and for mm. me, I, I don't think that you can fully balance it. When I say fully balance it, I, I mean that everything being equal. Yeah. So, yeah. however, um, each one of us ought to find ways of managing our lives, you know, yeah. understanding, um, in my case, it's understanding what my family needs are mm. and, and make sure that I meet those needs. It's not going to be 100%, but of course, I, they need to know that they are important. Yes. But at the same time, is in my view, and I've worked like that from the beginning, it, always communicating to my to my family you know mm -hmm. and making sure that um they know and they understand that um you know what's going on in my career life you know mm -hmm. so that they can understand when, when mommy is you know spending less time at home which has been for a very long time yes. I, I am you know they understand the why 
you, you know. Mm. So, so for me, I think those are the things that are, are are important for me. And this is, you know, how I I, I manage even at times where I'm probably studying part time. There were times when I'm studying part time, and you have to take yeah. care of the family yeah. and so forth. And also, I think in in all of it, I, I have been really blessed with a good support. You know, whether yeah. it's from siblings or is from my, my my own family and and just to add as well i i do have step kids whom i, I i've been with when they were still young and mm-hmm. we we step because they are much older than my firstborn but all of that really added um i would say the support that i i, I needed you yeah. know so really for me it, it, it's 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 many things you, you know um, yeah. it, it's not like really one thing that that you you do and that really allows you to do what you want. But again, it's, it's really um, understanding the needs at work as well is the same. Mm. It's, it's really understanding how you have to manage your, your, your day-to-day yeah. without your family suffering as well. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. And um, one thing that stands out for me is, like you like you're saying, the support that comes out from family and, you know, the people that are around your life that that help you. And it's also interesting that you have a blended family. So, you know, you don't only just, you know, take care of your own kids. It's like you are you are taking care of more than that. Um so what would you advise young women? or young girls, even as young as someone who's in high school at the moment, who's probably thinking about career choices, probably 16 and thinking, okay, I'm really good in science. And, you know, the the first thing that I'll probably want to do is medicine. What would you advise them in terms of choosing careers um, to study? Well, in terms of uh, career choices, of course, I think uh, I'll answer in two ways. One, it's on career choices, but one also is on, on, um, as you asked before, in terms of balancing their lives. And, you know, so on career choices, for me, it's always been clear and something that I've always been passionate about because, as I told you, I spent 11 years in academic institutions. So it's it's really for, for, for... for, for, I would say, not only girls, but for for young people to know it's an Mm. early age what they are passionate about. Because this helps you to somehow also know where you should not be. You know, Mm. I I always used um, an an example that if you choose a career, you also need to understand the environment where you're going to work. Yeah. You know, because I work a lot with engineers and so forth, and 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 as you know, it's a, it's an environment where you, of course, we can look cute if you know what I mean. With, yeah. <laughs> with, yeah. uh, but it's not an environment that is the is, is like that every time when you 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 come in with your high heels in in a, for example in a plant yeah. and you leave them in the locker room and you wear uh, your safety boots, you know. So, mm. but if you are a kind of a person who would not, you know, like to do that, you want to look, you know you know, glamorous all the time. So yeah. definitely that's probably not your field. You know, yeah. so for me, we, we are all designed for certain things. I mean, there is no one in this earth who is not designed for something. Yeah. So it's important to to then sort of understand yourself, understand what you are passionate about. Yeah. The, the advice I will give as well is that, which I also got when I was younger, trying to find out, you know, what am I here for? What is it that I'm passionate about? Is to go back 
to when you were younger, six, seven, five, you know, mm-hmm. before or eight years old, before the world decided to tell you what you can or cannot be. Yeah. What were you passionate about when you were young? When you were six years old and asked what you want to be, what was your first answer? When you can go back to that, then you can be able to dig a bit deep inside yourself to really understand what you are wired for to make your choices. And when you do make your choice, you should not allow anything to limit you. Mm. I think what I've shared today with my story, you know, really speaks about that. Because in my uh, circumstances, my dad told us when we were all young, there were seven of us, that he cannot take any of us to tertiary. He had no means to do so. So me, me, I said, well, yes, I understand, but I will go there. How? I don't know. But I applied for all of that, you know. So I was the first one to go, you you know, formally. And of course, there's those who followed me. I had to make sure that they then go and I can assist. So for me, it's all about that, that once you know, don't allow anything, you know, to, to stop you. You, you know, because other than that, it means that you will sacrifice what you want to be just because the circumstances are not allowing you. Yeah. Or sometimes people, you know, because people will tell you many things. And from, hmm. from, from the parent's point of view, I do believe that the role of a parent is to enable the, 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 the children to be what they want to be. Yeah. but not to control too much what they want to be. Why am I saying that? Because I do know that also parents sometimes, they will choose for you and they'll force you to do something. Yes, so yes. for me, the parents should be to advise, to, to support mm-hmm. and to enable you, you know, but not so much to, to, to make choices for you. Yeah. yeah, at times, you know, our job is parent, I'm also a parent, is to point our kids to the right direction, but we need to give that space, you know, for, the, for their own choices. So for me, it's, it's all of that combined you know mm. and then lastly in terms of balancing their careers of course or, or now when you you know you, you want to have kids you are not how do i do it i i i think again it's a matter of priorities yeah you know when i say priorities you need to have clear priorities when you when you start working and and we as as women who have i would say responsibility in our workplaces mm. we need to make decisions in our boardroom that allows other women to, to be able to, to live their lives fully. Yes. So for, for me right now, not even where I am, is to really start paying attention to the younger women to say, you know, are, are they spending more time at work? Are they having, you know, the ability to really live their lives so, so that when they want to have kids, they can have kids and they can groom those kids in the right way, you yeah. know? Yeah. Is it easy? Absolutely. But I do believe this is my focus that I now have. That probably I didn't have it, you mm. know, five years ago. But when you look at the, you know, um, the well, the well, the wellness, the focus on wellness. Yeah. For me, the focus on wellness speaks about those types of things. To say, uh, people should have, you know, the, you know, the option to have the children and still build their careers, not to give up their, uh, uh, you know, personal lives, yeah. so that they can have a, a fruitful career. Yeah. Oh, that was that was so profound. Um, and I relate to it so much because I remember young my, my younger self. Um, I used to um cut clothes. So my mom and I used to fight a lot because I would cut out uh, clothes and and did redesign those things for my dolls. I even have like a scar because I I cut myself with uh, with scissors on my hand. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, an interesting thing is. 
Um, I, I actually had an, an interest in environmental science when I started high school. And the one thing that my mom said to me, because she was working in, in agriculture, so she was working with animals and, you know, so the one thing she said to me when I said, I think I want to be an environmental scientist, she's like, have you looked at yourself? Do you know, you there's no way you're going to walk in there with your nice fancy clothes because you like clothes. There's no way you're going to do that with heels and, you know. So I think that sort of made me sit down and think about the career that I wanted and if it was also part of who I am. And as I grew older, um, my dad sort of shifted me into studying law. But um, towards the end of, of, of studying, I found that I really did not want to be an, a, an attorney either. So I started to look for what I really loved as a child. And it was small things like, you know, fashion. As a young child, I, I, I used to love performing for my family. So that's how I, I discovered my love for media and my love for what I do now. And it's, it's like when you go back to the younger self, you realize who you really are. And that sort of gives you direction even when you're older absolutely absolutely thank you for sharing that as well yeah profound yeah definitely profound so i want to end this conversation with one last question and that question is what would you tell your younger self to listen watch and do well i would tell my younger self to relax <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow, because I am one person who really wants to control everything. <laughs> so I wanted to control when I want to have kids, when I want yes. to get married, when, what you know, when just yeah. my kid. I wanted to control everything. Yeah. And, and to be honest, uh, looking back now, really, I would say, you know, at 18, when I was pregnant, thinking that my life will yeah. end, you know, yeah. I, I, I would say, you know, relax, it's yeah. going to be okay yes. you know uh, and, and because of life um you know things always work out in life yeah. one way or the other and even if they don't work out it's not the end yeah. you know it's the end so so this is what i believe i will really tell my my, my younger self Oh, wow. I, I, I was going to ask you your older self then, but now I think you just closed it off by saying your younger self must just relax. And I'm taking that advice as well. And I'm hoping that if you're listening, you're also taking that advice because sometimes we just put so much pressure on ourselves and it really strains us. And I just want to say thank you so much. Thank you for making the time, first of all. Um, because like I said, she is the director of um, the L'Oreal plant in SA. So you understand how busy she is. But thank you for making the time. Thank you for having this conversation with me. I hope someone who's listening can take this conversation and sort of think about their lives and that changes something in them. Thank you so much, Kensani, and to your listeners as well for, for having me. It's really always a pleasure to to have to have this chat, you know. Yes, I'm busy, but uh, I, I do believe that um, these conversations are, are important and, and needed. And with, I thank you for your courage to, to follow your passion in your own life. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much.
that is becoming. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe before you go. As well as follow me on all social media platforms. I am Kinsani Wanda on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and LinkedIn. And don't forget, new episodes coming up next week Thursday from 12 p.m.